How do you take on digital marketing for your business? One bite at a time. Hey there, and welcome to the Pancake Digibytes podcast, where each week we share tips and tricks for successful digital marketing and interview other business owners about their learning moments and successes with marketing. Here now, your host. Hello, everybody. Rihanna M. Hill here having breakfast with the wonderful Kimberly from Hawaii. Hello. Hello. Kimberly is a financial service agency owner converted into a digital marketing expert, agency owner, and strategist. We will write the content that sells or help business owners figure out how to do it themselves. So really excited to have you on here today. Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm great. It's a nice, cool morning here in Hawaii. Absolutely. It gets really nice about this time of year, if I remember correctly. You get the rainy days, then you get the sun peeking through. It makes it really special. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and kick this off with a very important question. How do you like your pancakes? Can I confess? I really like waffles more than pancakes. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Think about it. Waffles are just hashtag pancakes. Exactly. I mean, it's the same batter. You're just kind of creating a, a little bowl for your, for your, you know, syrup and strawberries and blueberries. So, I appreciate that. Waffles are definitely considered part of the pancake family. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> sure. Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are. What is it that makes you you? Sure. So as you said, I'm kind of a reformed financial advisor. Uh, I used to own a state farm agency as well, uh, but have always been more into the sales and marketing component of things. I love the creativity of that. So I have uh, my own content marketing company. Been doing this for about 19 years now. So I've seen the evolution of, uh, of the internet and how marketing has changed and adapted over time over the years as the internet's become bigger. So it's been, it's been a fun journey. Um, you know, me personally, I'm a single mom. I'm born and raised in Hawaii. Uh, came back here about three years ago after being uh, stuck on the mainland for, uh, for about 18 years. So nice to be home, nice to be closer to family and enjoying the weather out here. Definitely. That's always a really good feeling. Well, please tell us a little bit more about your business. Sure. So Sensible Copy and Consulting is, uh, as I said, it's a content marketing company. We're the, we're the company that writes your blogs, your long form content, the white papers, uh, with the number one goal of getting you number one on Google searches. Uh, you know, that's, that's what gets the organic traffic. Uh, we couple that with some geofencing or some ad campaigns to get you that faucet turned on real quick. But we want that long-term organic traffic to be what really builds your expertise, builds your authority, helps you develop a, a following over time and be seen as, as the number one in your field. So that's what we do. Very cool. Those are all very helpful and uh, useful things for businesses. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you started off on a little bit of a different path. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this began? Sure. So uh, it, I, I call it, um, quite frankly, just a disproportionate stubbornness. Uh, I talk about it in a book I just released, Stay at Home Single Mom. Uh, what happened is I got married and I was a stay-at-home mom. I had left the financial services industry uh, and uh, got into writing sort of uh, as, a, as a, a side thing, just something that was keeping me busy. And then I got divorced. And when I got divorced, I stubbornly said, nope, I'm not going to go back into financial services. I want to still be at home with my toddler. Uh, and how am I going to make this happen? Wait, I'm writing. That's what I want to do. How do I, how do I couple this with my, my life goals? So that's kind of how it all started was uh, just this 
pure resolve to figure out how to make a living while still raising my son and literally building a business with a toddler on my lap. Absolutely. I think a lot of people can really, really relate to that. Children are a great motivation to want to stay home. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. So as a business owner, what has been your favorite memory so far? My favorite memory, I think, really it was when the book came out. There, it, it took about two years for me to go through the process. The writing of it wasn't so much the difficult part. It was um, picking up an editor, picking up a, a publishing house that actually picked up the book, um, and then going through the process of really how deep do I want to go into my own story? Because, you know, it's it's one thing to always tout your, your successes, but if you're going to help other people, you kind of have to dive into your failures. And doing that and, and finally coming out with the book or this past fall um, and getting the feedback from people, I think, was really kind of that, that pinnacle for me of, okay, I, you know, there's, there's merit in my career. I'm good at what I do, but there's also a story there that can help others, can help single moms, can help stay-at-home moms, which is really the next path for me, which is the next step for me is to really start exploring that more. Definitely. I think that's a journey that a lot of people go through and it can be very hard to face our failures, but a very important step to take. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it, it's gut-wrenching at times, but once you get through it and people say, oh man, that was inspiring, it's, it's humbling. You know, There's a certain level of pride with it, but it's more of it's, it's a humbling experience. Absolutely. Especially when you can get that word out there and hear back from other people like, yes, I've been there too. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, in that same vein, what does being a business owner mean to you? I think it still goes back to the roots of being able to control my own destiny. You know, it's and and when I was in financial services um, and pretty much everything in my career, I've always been in sales. I've always been kind of a commission-based career person. And so when you go into business for yourself... You control your own destiny. You control, you're the, you're the person who says, do I want to get bigger? Do I want to make more? Or do I want to take a break this summer and just enjoy time with the kids? And for me, it's, it's once I figured out how to align my goals and my priorities together with, with my business, it became a lot easier for me to set those goals and go after them and, and just really control my own destiny moving forward. Wonderful. I think that's something definitely a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, Exactly. I'm sitting here nodding my head. Yep. This uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, and I think it's, uh, you know, I think you're seeing more and more of it. And there's so many more opportunities in the marketplace for people to control their own destiny. The internet, it, beyond just writing, whether it's a virtual assistant, whether it's digital marketing and the other capacities, not necessarily the writing that I do, um, you know, graphic design, web design, all of that. There's just so many opportunities for people who have the discipline to stay at home and do what they need to do to get the clients satisfied. But if you do that, you can be anywhere in the world and making the income that you want to make. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's a conversation we've had a lot in uh, the military spouse communities as the internet has really opened up a whole new ability for this population that otherwise wouldn't have access to a lot of these professional jobs to be able to have that. So definitely agree with you there. It's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. It transports with you. Absolutely. Perfect. So let's dive a little bit now into some of the sticky stuff. What are some of the major challenges that you've faced in your business that you've had to overcome or perhaps you're still working on? 
I think early on and, and, you know, to a certain degree, whenever you, you do something new, there's that imposter syndrome that, that comes into play, especially when you're the lone person sitting in your living room doing the work yourself and, you know, you, you get crickets from the client for whatever reason. And I, I think I found over time that, you know, the clients are busy. This isn't their number one priority. They're, they're, doing, the, they're doing the widget making and, and, you know, you have to start to develop a confidence just in the process of when you're working remotely, when you're working, you know, uh, by yourself. Self. More recently, I think the biggest struggle has been scaling um, because I, you know, I'm bringing more people in, I'm bringing a team in, getting more clients, raising the rates, and you have to do that. It's not as easy as it sounds. Of oh, I'll just bring in ten writers and we'll be able to have X, Y, Z. There's this balance of do I have writers waiting to write and I don't have the clients or do I have clients and I don't have enough writers? Are the writers able to deliver what I would? So there's that whole balance in scaling that I think. You know, I've struggled a little bit here in the last couple of years um, and trying to figure that that piece of the equation out to get to the next level. Definitely. I completely agree with that. It seems to be that that scaling is is a very common challenge of bringing other people onto something you've created. Especially when you're working in a creative environment because you have your way of doing it. And if that's what clients expect but you're now passing that on to somebody else, it might have a little bit of a different tone, a different feel. And, you know, a lot of what we do is subjective. So, you know, you, you need that client buy-in to that, that tone and that feel and that overall voice that's coming with it. So it, it gets a little tricky. Yeah, definitely. I can appreciate that. Well, another fun question. How's your marketing going? <laughs> well, as a content marketing company, it's, it's, I, I'm fortunate. You know, I've, I've been in the industry long enough that a lot of, a lot of my, my innate clients come through referrals. But at the same time, as a professional marketer, I'm always testing different things. So we're playing with different ideas and different strategies, um, which has its successes and has its failures. And I think it's, you know, as you, you see new things coming into the market where, you know, last year chatbots, you know, everybody needed to have a chatbot. And, and you know, how does that fill into your funnel, um, you know, from the content marketing strategy? standpoint for me and for my clients it's okay how do these google algorithms change what we do and with everybody doing voice search and siri reading the answer to you how does that now convert into a selling point for our clients yes we still want to have that snippet we want to be that read back but that's not necessarily converting into a sale how do we get that next level how do we continue to um build that organic traffic that's going to sell something. Sure. Yeah. A little, a lot of difference between that quick, like what's going to help us out in the next few weeks versus, okay, this is going to be something that's more of a five-year strategy. Exactly. And, and most of my clients understand that we're in it for the long haul, but you still need to, as things change, evolve and explain it to them so that you're able to kind of keep reaping the rewards of all of the years of work that you've been putting in. Absolutely. Flashback to the joys of trying to explain that Facebook is no longer just a college student application. Pretty much. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it is the core place to, uh, to, it's a core marketplace. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's taken over from Craigslist, from, you know, forums. From, I mean, it's pretty much become the central, central point for everything that you start with. Even with content marketing, we're not necessarily posting long blogs on Facebook, but we're going to put the link to it there. We're going to, you know, we're going to try to get our viral shares there. So it's definitely, you know, you have to evolve with time. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit here and talk about first jobs. What were some of the first jobs you had and how have those helped you? So my first job was actually teaching tennis. So I, I uh, played competitive tennis growing up. And so I, my first job was working at the, the local club teaching the Rugrats. So I teach all the little kids, which I think uh, there's, there's one major takeaway from that. It's patience. Um, that you need to, you know, there's the patience in the process. Um, and, and from there through college and, and my early career, again, I was in sales in one way or another, telemarketing products like Septic Helper, like really exciting stuff, um, producing a local television show, and then financial services. There is always the sales component with, um, with what I've done. And I think for me, translating that into writing has become one of the most valuable things that I can do because I'm, I'm thinking like a salesperson through the entire process. Um, and most writers, you know, at least when they first start out, don't have that background. They have to learn the sales process to do that. So I think if I look back at kind of, you know, the two lives I've had, the sales life and then the writing life, um, it, the sales life allows me to be a better writer because I think about the process of a business. Definitely. That, uh, that sales process is certainly something I've noticed that can be a very difficult thing to translate online as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's step by step and you have to understand that's where, you know, targeting your demographic is, right? Do they have a real good awareness of this product or this service yet? Do they even know they need you yet? You know, the person who knows they need you and wants that service, that, they're, they're the pretty easy sell. Um, but that's a small part of your marketing campaign. You need to get the bigger, higher end people or people who are higher in the funnel who don't necessarily know they need you. They might know they need something, but they're not quite sure what and it's it's finding a way to get them into that sales funnel and that sales cycle that that gives you that long-term result absolutely absolutely well knowing what you know now what kind of advice would you give someone who's just getting started perhaps something that you wish you knew when you got started you know I think it's it's get a good foundation of of and a good mentor. You know, I think that imposter syndrome can be greatly reduced when you have somebody giving you that feedback of this is how things normally go. You know, it's, you're not experiencing anything different than what anybody else is experiencing. Um, when you go into a new niche 10 years from now, you could have 10 years of experience, but you'll still feel like an imposter, you know, at that point because it's brand new to you. Um, so I think, you know, getting a good foundation for what you want to do, really setting the tone with your priorities, with your goals, and then finding a mentor that um, is really there to give you that feedback when you're having a good day is, you know, what should I do next? How do I capitalize on this when you're having a bad day? How do I get past this? Do I just, do I do something in my business or do I just take the day off? What, you know, kind of those little feedback scenarios I think are, are more valuable than we give them credit, especially when you don't have somebody in an office next to you going, oh, no, good job today. Or, you know what, why don't you take a little bit, take an extra coffee break right now. Just take 10 minutes. You know, when you're in an office, you have that type of regular feedback. When you're working for yourself, it's not necessarily there. So you need to, you need to bring that in. That's great advice. Absolutely wonderful to point out. Thanks. All right. Well, what are some of the things that inspire you to be your best self? So cliche, it's my kid. Um, my son's 17 now, but and I, and I say it's cliche, but it's not. So I, in developing the uh, the whole brand and and the courses and coaching program around stay at home single mom, the book, um, 
I came up with a hashtag called inspire to be inspired, meaning that we have to inspire others in order to inspire ourselves. And that sort of came about, my son's into these really awesome, unique activities. When he was younger, we were in an airport reworking old warbirds all the time. And I've been up doing loop-de-loops and he, you know, since the age of eight has been in all kinds of crazy airplanes. And so I had this whole series of pictures there. And then he got into rock climbing and I have all these series of pictures there. Um, and you know, what I realized one day is looking at these pictures is they were like the posters you see of, you know, confidence of somebody up at the top of a mountain and success and all. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have our own series of little like inspirational posters that are ours. Um, and when I tell people about what we do and whatnot, they find it so inspiring and, you know, interesting and intriguing. And it's just something I do because I want to be involved in what my son's interested in. You know, I'm actually afraid of heights. So, you know, to, 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 Go and push yourself beyond something because you have a motivation bigger than yourself um, is, is really cool. So I like to remind people that you have to inspire others in order to inspire yourself. Oh, I love that. That's such a good feeling. Thanks. Perfect. Well, is there anything else you wish I would have asked you today? Well, you did ask me about the weather in Hawaii, but uh, no, I, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, I love being able to talk to people about, you know, setting their goals and setting their priorities, because I think once people get that honed in, the magic starts to happen. You start, you stop fighting yourself when, you know, your goal and your priority meet, because we all want more money. We all want more time with our family. We all, you know, everybody says all of that, but not everybody achieves it. And I think that's because our goals and our priorities don't align well together. And when we do that, it, it just makes life so much easier and you start to feel what they call that flow and it just seems to happen. So I always love being able to talk about that. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Well, can you tell everybody listening today where to find you? Where to find me? You can find me on Facebook at KimberlyVincent.com or Kimberly D. Leonard uh, or Kimberly D. Leonard on Facebook. Or you can uh, find uh, the sensible copy at www.sensiblecopy.com. So that's our content marketing company. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the time. And thank you so much to our listeners. This has been Breakfast with Kimberly of Digital Footprint Media. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate your time and hope you found value from today. Be sure to share this with someone if you learned something, or let us know if you have any questions by visiting us on Facebook at Pancake Digital Solutions. Thanks so much!